Hi everyone, welcome to episode 14 of the Melanin Rhapsody podcast. This episode is actually part two of the Blackly Black Black episode, so we hope you enjoy it. Black! Black, black, black! Black on black, black! Yeah, hey! Okay, black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black, it's black. This is Nastasha. This is Jay. This is Carissa. And we also have our special guest with us. Hey, what's going on? My name is Garen. Okay, so the next section is going to be us talking about um, black parent or being black in America. And we're going to start with talking about black parenting. And I think it's interesting. We just talked about uh, do we need do black people tend to need therapy? When we talk about how we were raised as children, do you guys feel like there's any like toxic behaviors that we grew up with that are typical for black Americans that, you know, caused us to maybe need therapy as grown-ups? I guess I'll go first. Um, So my parents did discipline with like whoopings or grounding I personally never had like a whooping. I can count on one hand maybe twice that I got maybe hit in the hand with a ruler or like smacked on the butt. My sister, on the other hand, she was kind of out there. So she was always getting her ass whooped left and right, stealing, skipping school, sneaking out to see boys. So Damn, put it all on the table. Like, sorry, sorry, sister. I love you, girl. But she was out there, man. So my daddy used to, and my mama used to whoop her ass. But I was the quiet one. And they really didn't have to do much but talk to me. And I would start crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm not against whooping, spanking, or whatever. I'm, I'm against beating to the point that you're bruised up and whatever. But I'm all for spankings. Um, I can say that growing up, and sorry, my mom might kill me for saying this. I love my daddy to death, but he did put his hands on my mom growing up. So growing up seeing that. I think that did kind of affect me as far as choosing men or whatever, because I have been in an abusive relationship before, twice. Um, And not that I thought it was okay. I know it's not okay, but growing up seeing my dad do that to my mom, and I can still vividly see that in my head as young as probably three or four, the images of that, it it did, it was traumatizing. Mm -hmm. It was traumatizing. And the crazy thing is that he, like, he never abused my sister and I like that, but he did it to my mom. And it took up until, I want to say maybe fifth grade when she started fighting back. She would, you know, lash back out at him. And then they finally divorced or separated and then divorced later on and went their separate ways. And I actually had to call the cops on him one time when I was in... I think I was 16. He got upset because she had started dating somebody else. And the next morning, he jumped on her because he was upset about it. But he had already moved out the house, had his whole new girlfriend, everything. But it definitely did affect me growing up. And I sometimes wonder if that's why I got into those two relationships with the guys that did ended you up doing that. Did you therapy for what you had witnessed as a child? No. 
Nope, I never went to therapy. Did you ever spend time like talking to somebody in depth about how it affected you? Just like friends and even my dad to this day, he was like, if he could do over, he would have went and got help. And I know for a fact that he doesn't do that to who his current wife. He doesn't do the same thing. So he definitely learned from his errors. But he also grew up watching his dad beat his mom. So it's almost like um, cycle. The cycle repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he always said that he would never put his hands on his wife, but he did the same thing to my mom that he saw his dad do to his mom. I feel like that's like that's tough. Everybody household was different. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So I'm I ain't gonna say stuck in the middle, but I'm in the middle because I'm biracial. So my thing is so no I haven't seen a therapist. Let me answer the question. I haven't seen a therapist. I've thought about it, but then I had to realized that I was the one to have to admit to the things I seen that in my home. So like the lying deceit and this is more so on my mother's side. So not on my father's. Um on my mother's side that I really kinda had to like put on the forefront of myself to realize these things are not okay. This is not what I want. This is not where I want to head. This is not how I want um, my daughter to be or look at certain things. So I really kind of had to check myself. I didn't. I don't feel like I need to see a therapist for it though, because it's something that I'm I'm looking at myself in to it yeah. in a sense. So I'm able to admit these things like, hey, like. I'm seeing these things and like you said like earlier like you know things are wrong and sometimes you still do them but it takes yourself to stop that that uh, cycle or that pattern do you ever did you ever like tell yourself oh they'll change they love me they'll get it together it okay so my traumas are different the lying in deceit was my mother to my father um the other things that came from that though the because we're not really speaking on trauma, so I don't want to go too far off. But my trauma more so came from being in an alcoholic uh, uh, home with my mother and my dad being in the military and being deployed. So, like, everybody's situation is different. So I look at things differently than what the next person might feel in their household. I don't feel like I need therapy for the lying and deceit because I know right from wrong. And it's up to me to choose whether I want to go right or whether I want to go wrong. Or and break that pattern or cycle. But as far as me dealing with the the trauma side of the being an alcoholic mom with a dad who's not there, it's not daddy issues that come to me. It's more so the the mothering that I need from my mom at the time as being a little girl, whether black or white. So, based on what you guys both just said, like, do you think that the fact that you have not gone to th- gone to therapy at all for these things that you witness as children, like young people without your brain even fully formed, um, comes from the like the stigma attached to it in the black community? Like, do you think that if the same thing were happening or had happened to a young white child, that they would have been more likely to seek therapy? Because I feel like 
in my personal opinion, in the black community, we're more likely to suppress or yeah, suppress like toxic behaviors or toxic feelings or things and just kind of be like, shh, don't tell nobody. Like, you know, like I remember growing up being like, what happens in this house stays in, stays this, in house. this house. And he better not go tell her. Yeah. I think probably a lot of uh, families go through, go through stuff like that where you don't want your business to be out. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up real poor, staying in shelters, staying with people, you know, always getting evicted. We didn't have no clothes, stuff like that. Um, I think it, I don't think it traumatized me where I fucked up. I think it humbled me and uh, it made me uh, appreciate everything I have and I understand a lot of people that's struggling, bums and stuff like that. Um, so I don't think, you know, talking to someone, like I know that we talked about therapy earlier, but I don't think it bothered me where I need to talk to therapy. I think it just made me who I am today. Made you stronger? Uh, in in a certain situations, yeah, I guess. Um, you know, I came a long way, you know, coming home, electric off, water off, shit like that. You know, sad, but... It made me tired with my family and made me humble. Yeah. Um, what about now as an adult? Like, I mean, I'm the only one at the table that's not a parent right now. Like, do you feel like you raise your child your child or children differently than their white friends might be being raised? And do you feel like you have stop the cycle of um, things you might not have liked about your own childhood. I try to raise my children on an old school um, type setting. <laughs> and when the porch, and when the lights, when the street lights come on, um, I have spanked before. Now that they're older, because they're both teenagers now, I don't really spank too much. I just do a lot of, oh, your phone's taking, you're not going outside. When your phone's taken and you're not going outside, that's the end of the world for them. Um, I feel like I try to do a lot of what my parents did when, like, with my sister and I growing up. So I'm definitely in that old school mindset when it comes to parenting. And but I do feel that, but now I do know some Caucasian people that whoop their children's ass. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like a lot of them are like, "Go stand in the corner, Johnny. Don't do that." Oh, one, two, three, Johnny. And Johnny's still not listening. <laughs> Johnny's, still, Johnny's still tearing no, up. No, Mom, shut up. <laughs> shut up, stupid mommy. Funny, not funny, but. My mom whooped me. Um, I, well, I was Alvin, so I was a mom, So I'm, I'm sure I deserved a lot of it. Um, probably all of it. Um, but my, that's the only way I knew how. Everything around me is people getting their ass whooped, you know, come out your mouth sideways and get hit right then and there. Like, you know, um, so you, 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 all I could do is what I learned. You know, I can't really, I can say I'm not that type of parent, but yeah, I whooped my son. My son deserved that shit too. But you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know no other way. I'm quite sure there's other ways to raise your kids and all that stuff. I don't know how to do it. I don't know if it works. And it might work. I mean, shit. Even though I got spanking, I still did dumb shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, the kid gonna be who you, he gonna who they gonna be. I mean, it, I might thought about it before mm-hmm. I did it, but I still did dumb shit. My son do the same damn thing. He do yeah. dumb shit, nothing right. He might think about it. He still make no badass choices, and he know that I'm gonna get him. I'm going to get his ass. So see, for me growing up, the threat of a spanking was a lot less worrisome than like disappointment or them talking at me like that's a female i hate oh. the disappointment part it would make me cry i hate it for them mm-hmm. to be disappointed in me yeah I'm like bald. just whoop me and send me to bed like what <laughs> why are you still talking first because i'd rather be disappointed at me and don't with me like, <laughs> my ass is fine i go all you just look at me sad and i'm disappointed and i can go to bed my ass the mom said get in the house i used to come to the house and she always do the same damn thing she had behind the door so soon i come to the house she tell me, like, <laughs> you know and it wasn't with a hand it was with a, a uh she had this purple brush <laughs> she would break that shit on me and then she you know she got another purple brush like where did she get all these purple brushes from but you know that that's how i grew up and i, I it, it still didn't affect me where to the point i I still did what I wanted to do to a cent. You know, I didn't, I wasn't too bad. I didn't run away. I didn't smoke and drink. And I damn sure didn't talk back. But um, me either. I'm all about that life. You know, kids gonna yeah. kids gonna test their limits. You know, and see how far they can go with things. And, yeah, but nowadays, the cell phone is the key. You know, you get kids with you take their cell phone or it's the end and, of the world. take outside from them. You know, that's a double hit right there. They don't they don't know how to act. They. <laughs> You know, to me, it was just outside. I love going outside. You know, so I used to look out the window, hope my mom feels sorry. <laughs> shit didn't work. <laughs> shit didn't work. See, my parents were always in bad shape because I was such like a bookworm. I was like, I just want to sit and read all day anyway. So they would take everything away from me, and I was like, Even your you books? can't take my book away. Like you're a bad parent if you take my book away. <laughs> so I just be like, whatever, and I just go sit down and read. And they be like, what are we gonna supposed to do? Like, not taking a book from her. Um, I was that easy, but I also remember growing because I grew up in a super duper white neighborhood. Like it was just my high school was all white kids, and I remember them saying stuff to me like, "Just tell your mom you're coming," and I was like, yeah. "I'm not telling my mom you shit." Like, we don't, well, we don't do that over here, boo. Why you really? You're trying to get me killed? Like what is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, so the next. Um, question I want to ask about is the rate of black women getting married in relation to their white counterparts. So, like, why do you think black women, because um, statistically speaking, according to the sources that I found, black women get married about four to five years later in life than their white counterparts do, and are more likely to reach 40 without having ever been married. That doesn't surprise me, though. It just seems like, I hate to say it, more white Men are willing to put a ring on it than blacks. I hate to say it, but it's real. Is a question Why? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, she <laughs> will be here trying to stay awake. Uh, I, I believe, well, I think it's more of a culture thing. You know, um, black people, of course, we act different from white. We went, we went to different things. Um, they're more structured. You know, they didn't come from broken hands broken homes and families on slavery and shit like that. So we only see what our fathers done and our, you know, our uncles do, you know what I'm saying? So they was out here being a player or running loose or beating their wives or whatever, whatever. All we see is that, you know, um, and we want to be like that. We idolize that. And 
and when we get older, you know, we still see, we still remember that stuff like that. So, also, y'all, black women are fucking crazy. I don't know, no, I don't know if y'all know. <laughs> no, we're not. We're like you provoke y'all provoke us. I want to say y'all crazy. Bro, yes. I ain't gonna say that it's just females I, I, I ran across some crazy dudes too So it goes both ways But people only act crazy When provoked Well some people are just flat out crazy But I know for most females We act crazy when provoked There's a, There has to be a legitimate reason For us to be acting like that well, I think it's, it's more than just on, on the guy I think it's about the females too About how they accept their man How they accept submit or, you know, um... So you like a submissive woman? It's gonna sound so rude or so fucked up. I just want someone to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, like, I don't want someone to talk me and all... I feel him you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I just... Like, but there's nothing worse than, like, coming home to your person and they're just bitching. Oh, my like, gosh. Shh. Yeah, just give me, give me, give me a little bit to, to, to unwind. Yeah. Well, you must like bitchy women. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. I kind of, I, I mean... The way he said it was a little bit. It was a bit much. Okay, but so do I get the point? I represent though. all the men, so I had to come a little hard, you know. So do men really look for women that have characteristics of their mother? No, I, I, I never, never thought about. Um, I look what benefits, what benefits me, you know. Um, and I had hair, like oh shit, she can braid. It's a plus, you know what I'm saying? Um, not say she gonna braid my shit. I just automatically think that, like, you know, oh shit, she could cook. Well, mm-hmm. I can't really cook. It's a plus, you know. Um, oh shit, she driving? I'm not driving. It's a plus, you know. I'm not, you know, that's how I always look at certain situations. What can what can that benefits me? Um, in it, I don't, you know, if she she got a good job, I don't be like, oh, she got a good job, that's cool, you know, um, or nothing like that. It's all about what benefits, what what what, what can I get out of it? Not to say that I'm just a sponge, but um, but that is real, like in a relationship, it's give and take, so right. I can give to you and you can't I can't take nothing from you then yeah you know but no not like my my mom my mom's a very church lady she's uh probably playing a church channel right now I listen to (laughs) no it's church music she sent me church stuff quotes all day I don't I'm not a church I'm not really so if you had a woman that did that that would not be a turn off for you she could be like I accept anybody if you was all sending me bible quotes and all that stuff like that I wouldn't like I probably wouldn't read it but, you know, so that's fine. You know, as long as you, you getting a good feeling out, sending stuff like that out, I accept. I would not tell you I'm not reading it. I just like, okay, cool, you know. But no, I don't I'm not religious, so that don't, you know, um <laughs> do nothing for me. Um Yeah. So no, I don't want nobody like my mom. <laughs> Mom's a beautiful lady, but uh, <laughs> She is pretty far, far as that goes, uh, I'm I'm good on that. What, what, so y'all want somebody like y'all dad? No, I told you what my dad was like. I mean, oh, yeah. other than that, he's a great man, but he was a he was a wonderful father, but a horrible, that horrible one, husband. Besides that one, our uh, father, you said that wonderful father, the, the, horrible husband. When I date men, I want them to have some of the characteristics. That, like, yeah, like like as far as like the stability, yeah, that the, part, the caring, the loving, like the protectiveness, the, the protective, like, like it's just. Sometimes it's the small things, the small things that we we look for in our father, like we do look for in our men too, just just the comfort into, like you said, like protective wise. I do think that the black is. I think black culture can have some 
toxicity in it. And I feel like our generation is the first generation to like really confront a lot of our issues. The generation before us has a lot of fuckery. Like, and I mean that with all respect. These are people that raised us and got us to where we're supposed to be. But like, that whole they have no emotional maturity. Like, mm. in in general, that whole generation has no emotional maturity. And I, I mean, I hope my dad never hears this, but like, he's part of that. Like, I I can't deal. Like, I don't like that. You know, kind of go back to your situation a little bit. A guy would treat his. A parent would treat their kids better than they treat the person they're messing with. You know, um, treat my son like, you know, a king. But that doesn't mean I'm going to treat his mom like a queen. Not to say because she don't deserve it, just because that's the person I'm dating. You know what I'm saying? So, we, arguments come, pettiness come, all that shit. I'm not being petty with my son. It's different, all my kids. So, when you look at your parents about how good of a parent they are to you, it could be outstanding. But you see their relationship... They they in a relationship just yeah. like we go in a relationship, fucked up shit, mm-hmm. pettiness and arguments and shit like that. So it's, it's a little different, you know, when you looking at that mm-hmm. point. And I agree with that. Like I said, my dad is an excellent father. Even to this day, he's still an excellent father. Nobody can ever take that from him. Mm-hmm. He goes above and beyond. Even as me being a it's, it's both me and my sister being grown ups. No one can ever take that away from him. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> sorry, I got really into what we were just talking about. Uh, and then it also says along the same lines of what you were just saying too that like at every age, black marriages are more likely to be uh, facing divorce than any other. So not only are we not making it two marriages often, but we're more likely to divorce. That's because people don't know how to be monogamous. You think that's the reason? A lot of it is monogamous, being monogamous, and a lot of it has to do with finances. I think it's emotional majority still. Like that's always what I go back to. You got to be able to communicate. Like we're all we're all fucked up in some way, shape, or form. Like yeah. everyone's got something fucked up about them that's hard to deal with in a relationship. But if you're able to communicate and work together, then like I think it's much easier. But nobody does that. And I say that and knowing that I st- I don't want to talk about my shortcomings either. You know what I mean? Like, it's not easy, but you can't get through a marriage or, or a relationship or a friendship without at some point facing that. You got to communicate and you got to keep pettiness out of it. When people start being petty, then that's when the games really start. And... It's about who's going to go the longest. Yes, a tick for tech thing. You know what I'm saying? Bitch, you did this. Well, I yeah. bet because I'm about to do this. It's <laughs> just why. I never like, did that, though. It's going to keep going until shit. somebody tops mm-hmm. out. But it goes, to me, I'm going to tap out real quick. You know, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to mm-hmm. tap out real quick. So That's it, like me in my relationship last year. Like, he started some stuff and I was like, mm-mm. And I was just like, I got to go. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you start showing weird shit. Like, I got to run. Quick. Yeah, so, you know. I'm definitely not down with that tit for tat shit. But everybody, everybody at this table did some pettiness shit. You know what I'm saying? And it could be the other person started it, but you know, at one most point, definitely I did. At one point, you doing pettiness. I started yes. it a couple times too. To be <laughs> and I finished it a few times, to be honest. You know, and that's definitely not good in a relationship. Um, no, it's not though. When you're supposed to talk, but you know, also it could be when y'all talk and just not. Not going nowhere. Like I say what I say, you say what you say. It's but not clicking. Hear each other. That's yeah. the thing. And after that, you know, we disagree or agree. Mm-hmm. That should be over with. 
I, it shouldn't be I wake up and you still on the, talking. Yeah, 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 you still talking, trying to bring it up, or you covered up, you're not trying to give me sex, shit like that. That's not go going along so long till I find a sex somewhere else. Like, you know. That's like when you're talking about the love languages earlier. Like, don't find the one thing you know I need to feel close to you and then be like, nah, you can't have this because I'm mad at you because then I'm just going to shut down. Like, I'm not. If I'm the cook in the, in the family and, you know, we upset, I'm not going to make my son or the kids a plate and not make you a plate. I'm going to still cook for you even though I'm upset at you. I'm not going to... Well, here you this shit. <laughs> yeah, you might have to go get it. Oh, it's, it's on the stove. The food on the stove. Well, you ever been in a relationship and y'all are mad at each other so y'all sleep in separate rooms? Like, when I was with my, like, last ex, one thing I can't say, when we went through our shit, we never slept in a separate bed. We still slept together. Mm-hmm. I might fall asleep on the couch because I'm playing video games yeah. and shit like that, but... Ain't, ain't, ain't nobody kicking me out in the fucking room. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. saying. Ain't nobody kicking me out. Not doing all that. I'm okay with it for like a night. Like being like, you know what? Like, I still love you, but like tonight I'm not trying to be a So like, either can you sleep on the couch or I'm about to just go sleep on the couch or something. But if that shit becomes a habit, I, I'm saying like one night. I'm not even doing that for two nights. But like, I can see it for a night just being like, let's just take some time away from each other. But you can't make a habit of not being apart, of being apart because then you just be comfortable yeah, being apart. Like, I got a cheap couch. I ain't sleeping on my couch. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> real, 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 real neck hurting, yo. Like, yeah. You gotta be mad at me. You can face that way, and I'll face this one way. But I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I don't gotta touch you. You don't gotta speak to me. I'm not sleeping on the couch. And if, if, if I do, it'd be my choice. It's not because you put me out in my room. Then, I, then that's the pendant. So now I feel like, oh shit, now I gotta uh I think there's a difference between being like, take your ass to the couch or being like, <laughs> babe, like I really need us to take yeah. a moment. Can we not be in the same room tonight? Like tonight, there's a the whole night you, when you sleep, you don't know what's fucking going on. So why Yeah, just yeah. stay to your side. Like, why, like, 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 like you say like I need some space and you and I go in another room for like most of the day. But at nighttime you're going to sleep anyway. Ain't like you get you get to deal with my but there's a level of intimacy about going to bed together. And if you're not feeling a person that day, then you should just stay on your side. So, okay, my love language is physical touch, right? So, like, that's why it's too. not just about like actually like touching me, like, it's about being physically close to somebody. So, if you're close to me when we're like fighting or like not feeling each other, it can almost feel like a violation to me. So, like, I get being like, but I'm, I'll take my leg and go to the couch myself. Like, I don't kick you out because I do feel like it's rude to be like, you can't sleep in your bed because I feel some type of way. But once you get, once you like living with someone, that certain shit just can't happen to you. Like you can't. I mean, you could you could do it yourself, of course, because you, you know. But you can't expect someone else to go in another room and and and, and, and while you sleeping in another room. I mean, unless you move yourself out of the situation. I mean, because y'all once you live together, that type of shit goes out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've looked at people before. I've been yeah, there. I don't care how mad you are in me. You better get your ass in this bed. And you better turn your that back shit, to me or whatever. That shit gonna start a problem. She's talking, she's talking, she's talking, she's talking tough and everything. Nah, I gotta get your tough. ass in this bed. You know what I'm saying? I can't have nobody 5'2 talking, talking shit to me. You know what I'm saying? I do some shit like we both go in a room and you think I'm gonna lay in the bed with your funky ass and I take my blanket and I go the fuck downstairs. Cause I do that. Like I don't give a fuck who sleeping on the couch, either you or me. Yeah. But somebody sleeping on the couch tonight. And I know to be honest, that would probably be like if if she left. You know what I think? Now I gotta hear her mouth. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So it, it'll actually be peaceful. Like I'm telling you, right? I'll just be happy. That shit won't bother me. That shit won't be like that. But that's what I'm saying. But I know if I'm feeling some type of way and I'm laying in the bed, bitch, I'm for real going. To, I'm rolling over and I'm going to sleep. Cause yeah, I ain't about to say shit. 
Are you mad when you wake it up? That's the, that's the, no. That's the problem. No. No. Okay. no. For me, sometimes I, I just need a break. Like, I just need physical distance from you sometimes. Like, you going to stay in the hotel break? Like, what do you mean? No, you like, break? I'm just saying, like, we're not sitting in the same room. So, 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 what about day two? <laughs> then we come back and talk about it. Talk. Oh. So, it's also, it's, so, it's, it's, it's more in the sense of, hey, like, these are issues we're not agreeing and we're not agreeing to disagree but i just need a moment to myself to gather mm-hmm. and then can we revisit this conversation mm-hmm. later? basically do yeah. you feel like not a lot of people allow their self to come to that point to can to the point to where they can say that hey like this is getting this is making me feel some type of way or this is getting too heated i think we should just take a take a moment from this and, and revisit it mm-hmm. yeah we take a break but i ain't re- revisiting the conversation once when you decide or whatever because Mm-hmm. It seems like if I revisit a conversation, that same negative energy will come back. But sometimes, though, like, it's okay for me personally because I know I have a little bit of a temper. It's like if I know I'm already getting upset, I don't want to fight and argue with my person. Like, I don't want to get upset to that point. I don't want to get angry. And so, are like you scared that, that so you're like, gonna fuck around and say something that like completely out of your temper? Anger? No, like I don't like I don't come out of pocket like that when I'm angry. But it's just like I don't like feeling that way when I'm talking to the person that I'm alone yeah. with. So like I'm like I just need to calm down and then come back and talk to you. So like let me walk away from this and and honestly like when I'm angry too I don't really always know the words to describe how I'm feeling. So let me walk away from this. Let me calm down. Let me come up with the words to tell you how I feel and then let me bring it back to you and be like, hey, like. I was angry because of this, 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 and that. Can mm. we talk about it? Like, but no, like I'm not the type of angry person that's gonna be like, "Oh, fuck you and your mama." Like, no, like that's <laughs> rude. You know? What I mean? like, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I do need to like step away from it for a minute because. Okay. But that is for me. It's important to come back. Like, if I come back and you're like, "No, nah, shit's over and done with." Don't talk to me about it no more. Then I'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now I'm hot again. Oh, oh, but are we talking about your feelings? <laughs> what the fuck you mean? Hold on, hold on. Are we talking about your feelings or are we talking about the situation? Like something happened. Are we talking about that situation? If I disagree and you, you, and you disagree with me mm-hmm. and we like, all right, we're just not going to agree. And that shit could be whatever. You mean like if we're like talking about now, politics and we're not agreeing? Yeah, but oh, yeah, no, you, you can come back and talk about your feelings of how you felt. Like I felt like you screamed at me or you disrespect mm-hmm. me. We can talk about that. We ain't talking about the same shit that got us arguing no it's more so just kind of like revisiting like hey this is what i didn't like you get what i'm Mm -hmm. saying i appreciate it if you don't answer me in this type of tone or just something to be able to gather my thoughts so i can give it to you how i really felt so i don't think that it's more so the situation because we already kind of swapped what we felt about the situation now let me give me a minute because i'm getting fucking heated because you're i feel like you're not hearing oh, what i'm saying no but i'm just saying like it's just like you're not hearing what i'm saying so we're gonna take a moment to scale this shit back and then i'm gonna come back and be like hey like whoop de whoop de wop like boom yeah now we know that's like, okay, so like, if I'm dating okay. Nastasha, right? And she's like, oh, Trump, go Trump. And I'm like, no, no, no don't you put that on me. <laughs> you know, I'm like beefing about politics or something. And she starts screaming in my face. And now I'm mad because she's screaming in my face. Like, I'm not coming back and being like, I can't believe you like Trump. I'm like, I can't believe you screamed in my face. Okay, like, you, why would you do that? I got you. You were going in on me last week, though. About Trump? About what? Not about Trump. Just about what I said about, you know... When my ex wanted to treat me to get my hair done for a relaxer, and I said I didn't want one, 
She was going in on me forever about it. <laughs> it seems like it's more to the story. I don't know enough information. The to... point was it's that, not... like, if a guy, if a guy, like, she's dating someone, and he's right. like, you know, I, baby, I want to treat you, and I want you to take this money and go get your nails done, and your toes done, and your hair done. And she's like, mm, no thanks, because that's not what I normally do. And my point was like, Okay, I get that that's what you normally do, but your man is telling you he wants you to go treat yourself. Like, go do it. Like, why? Not, why if, it, not, if, like... if, it's a, if not if it was a relaxer, though. That's that was my point. That I was oh, trying no, to tell him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't block your blessings. If you trying to do something Ooh, nice for yeah. you, if you trying to do something nice for you, then it's like See, that. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> why you don't want to understand that? <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Hey. We go get into all that. Oh, goodness. She's over here like, I can do my own hair. Like, right. That's not the point. He said. Maybe he don't like the way you do your own hair. Maybe he's trying to tell you something. Oh! <laughs> it, could be, it could be a lot of reasons. I'm not saying. There it is. There it is. I'm not saying that that's the reason. I'm just trying to say is, you might, you might like might want to read it to the line. Oh, it could be. You just trying to do nothing. It could be. You just trying to do something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It look nice, but it could Clean look it up. better. Like, <laughs> they, they, they making me laugh because they try, they try to take it a certain way, another way. I'm just trying to say that. Yeah, the, man wants you to get your hair done. Don't leave it to me because. Yeah, man wants you to get your hair done. And your I hair said done. that last week too, though, because my point was like, maybe he is a treat for him too. Like, it's That's not true. just about you. Like, he's like, I want you to come in looking bomb and feeling bomb so you can, you know. I used to date a girl. She used to buy me a uh, casual clothes all the time. Oh, that's nice. No, it's not because I didn't dress casual. She wanted me to look a certain type of way. You know what I'm saying? But see? You know what I'm saying? But, but, but. See? but oh, that's nice. <laughs> No, but, you know what I'm saying? I, it took me a minute to figure out why she buying me this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because she, she wanted, wanted you to dress differently. It's basically what well, she I think she wanted because the rest of her dudes she messed with eventually look like me. Like now, like no, I'm saying they dress like me. But I don't know why she wanted me to dress casual. Like I don't know, but that, you know, sometimes it just it's just you know you got to read between the lines or some shit. <sighs> to me, that is true. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna dress you like some sucker nigga. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me the floor right now. Please don't. Because I'm telling you, I'm about to be on a roll. Don't do it. So you might as well go to your next question. <laughs> yeah, I All promise right, so there's nothing left to next. <laughs> the next one was about millennial finances, right? So Ooh, like, because they're going through the struggle. I cannot. <laughs> and so, ahead. according to the research that I did, right, millennials are already broke, right? But black millennials are struggling the most, typically. Like, this isn't, like, an everybody thing, but, you know, across the country, white millennial households are earning 60000 a year, and black millennial households are earning about 37000 a year. Um, we have more student debt than any generation has ever had, oh. and a harder time finding jobs after graduation, and we're being paid... Um, 60% of what our white counterparts are making on average. So we're facing this huge um, financial gap with our, with, you know, what people are expecting us to be able to do as well as our white counterparts. Mm -hmm. And then we're also looking at the fact that while millennials are broke, baby boomers are not. So um, white baby boomers are passing on I'm sorry, give me one second. 
I can't find the exact number. Damn, but baby boomer parents are passing on a huge amount baby of liver. wealth to their children. So <laughs> our white white millennials are about to inherit $68 trillion from their parents, which will make them the most wealthy generation in U.S. history. But black yeah. millennials are not going to, in general, in general, will not be inheriting the same amount of money from their baby boomer parents. But did we think this was going to change over centuries? I think we're getting better, though. We're getting better. I think. We, we but just... did we think that those statistics were going to change? I mean, but millennials are going are set to be like the poorest generation in a hundred years. Okay. But then yeah, I can see that. But our white counterparts are not doing anywhere nearly as poorly as us, especially which sounds bad. But once their parents, you know, I mean, they, they, they got they got old money, rich. they got old money, old knowledge. We, our, my parents, you know, struggling. You know, I couldn't get to say Christmas. I couldn't get certain things. You know. Um, but we learned, I learned, and, you know, I think we're getting better as a generation. I think it's more black young millionaires ever than, than, yeah. the, than the past. But like I said, when my mama died, I just get that. Mm-hmm. You know, ain't, ain't nothing, ain't no house coming to me. Ain't yeah, no, me too. Ain't no, ain't no knowledge, like, of, you know, years and years. No ain't businesses. No, you know what I'm saying? It's, I had to learn basically everything. Yeah, I'm not set up to get anything. You know what I'm saying? So I am, but I don't want to think about that right now. Well, you know, most most people I know as black, that's, we're not we're not getting nothing. Nothing's coming mm-hmm. our way, and but a bill, uh, when when our it's parents, yeah, yeah, when our when, yeah. our when our parents die, but like when I die, my son will get money. Mm-hmm. I'm insured, you know. Um, that's why I said we're getting better. My brother's insured, my mm-hmm. sister's insured. Um, but what does this mean for us with Social Security being what it is, and us all? And mind you, most black millennials that I know are doing okay financially. Like we're not, you know, as we're not, you know, struggling to keep the lights on. I'm just very but frugal like, anyway. We're all, I think most of us that were like, you know, let me make sure I have life insurance. Let me make sure my bills are paid. Let me make sure I got a nice little net. Let me buy a home. Like, you know, we're doing okay. But it's not the same thing as our white counterparts who are able to set up, you know. No, we we working on that. And uh, eventually... In about another hundred and something years, we probably <laughs> be okay. But you know, so by far, like Social Security, people, older people, old people make the rules right now. You know, that's that's when the Senate, Congress, all that they make the rules. And when they die off, when we get older, we gonna make the rules, mm-hmm. and we will take care of ourselves. The old people always they they make the rules to take care of themselves. So by the time we get old and Social Security, but it's gonna be different though because. You say we'll make rules to take care of ourselves, but most of the people who will be in the Senate in 30 years will be from our generation, but they'll be rich white kids. So they'll have different setup. They'll be different needs than... I think more black... Like, I, I slowly but surely, you know, more minorities are getting into Congress and, and, and law and all that stuff. So I think it should be different. Like, I know, matter of fact, speaking of money, a lot of people been doing uh, stocks recently every time mm-hmm. they on facebook everybody talking about stocks game stop boy everybody yeah. talking about you know stocks so I, I feel happy about black people they more invested in stocks yeah hopefully they're learning before they you know taking that they leap and everything but um yeah um i'm i'm proud of that of my people doing stuff like that you know we've definitely made huge huge changes and jumps but 
there's still a huge wealth gap. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's gonna take time. A long, yeah. long time. Yeah. What about the fact that black women are the most educated group in America, but we're still not the most paid, best paid group in America? Y'all are some, y'all, y'all are about your education. Um, yeah, it, it, it comes down to, you know, it's still a man's world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like racism still exists, sexism still exists too, you know. It um, does. And <laughs> that's just how it is. I mean, it's, it's sad to say. I mean, y'all getting, y'all, y'all getting more respect and getting good jobs slowly but surely too. But, you know, y'all still got a whole mountain to climb before y'all get to what y'all really deserve. Do you think black men are supporting us and getting what we deserve? You think yeah. black women are supporting y'all and getting what y'all need to be? Uh, yes, I think black women have always been supportive of, oh, of yeah. men for the most part. Uh, I think men are not always supportive of female because it's something new. Y'all getting y'all getting these jobs and making more money us. It's something new to us. Like you know, we we out here working, busting our ass, and y'all bringing home all this money. And it's like you know. It's something new, so there might be a little hate, hate in this. But you know, as far as me, I'm all happy for anybody. You know, who's making it, you know, making money, getting the money home. You know, I, I make sure I, I take care of myself, and I said also I won't fall. But yeah, most guys probably don't know how to dance. Some guys don't know how to deal with uh female. Their females making more money, and just like the females, some females don't know how. I'm, to deal with making more money than their guys, you know. That's true, too. Because it's all new. This is all new happened in the last decade or so, you know. So. Yeah. All right. My next question is, how does this affect the quality of life for black millennial women approaching middle age? So thinking back to the fact of, you know, how we were parented, how we are parenting, how we, our marriage rates, our finances, and how we are perceived by the outside world. How does this affect black millennial women? Like, are we where we're supposed to be? Quote, unquote. (laughs) Do you feel like you where you're supposed to be? I don't. Well, I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be, but I don't feel like where I thought I would be. I I can do better. I could definitely do better. I feel like everybody could do better, though. Yeah. And nobody was like, I made enough money or, That's you know, nice. I know I'm good. You know, everybody's always reaching, you know, and you should always reach. I just think about, like, if you would have told 14-year-old Jay where 32-year-old Jay would be, it'd be like, no way. Like, no way. You know what I mean? Like, we had such big plans. Marriage-wise. Oh, yeah. I'm nowhere near what I... Financially. Me, the 14, 15, 16-year-old me. Mm -hmm. Like, where I wanted to head. Like, (laughs) But nobody drinks small. So, you you don't be like, no way. No, but I was realistic, though. I was realistic with my shit. I said, hey, I was going to... Like, realistic. So, like, me being realistic is, oh, okay, I'm going to finish high school and I'm going into the military. You know what I'm saying? How old was that? How old was you when, when thinking about that? When I was thinking about that, yeah. 15. 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Right. I looked up to my dad. I said, hey, like, when I finish high school, this is what I wanted to do. Huh. My recklessness got me other. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it definitely detoured me in another way. So I can definitely feel where I, not where I thought I would be now. And then 
as opposed to like doing better. Like I know I could do a lot better. I know it's I just... can too, girl. Mm-hmm. Well, most people dream big, so nobody's really probably like, you know what? I mean, unless you're a star, of course, but you know, most people would dream like, you know, I'm supposed to be here, I'm supposed to be in here, I'm supposed to be making this money, I'm supposed to have these main kids, you know, so that's just how it is. You know, my sister, um, <laughs> And when she hit, like, her birthday, she cries because she's not where she at. You know, like, who the fuck it's is? Good. You know, like, you know, who the fuck is? But She's older than you, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a real feeling, though. Like, it's not, you know, the older we get, the more it's like, oh, man, like, I still didn't get there. But, yeah, I agree, though, that I feel like nobody's where they want to be. So, you just got to keep pushing until you get there. That's true. Um, I have two friends. They're, one's about to be 36 this year and the other one's about to be 38. Neither one of them have children. And they just thought that they would have had some by now, but they haven't. And I'm like, well, don't give up hope yet. It still can happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're starting to feel very doubtful when it comes to that. You know, things change. Like, I thought I was going to have three kids. I wanted three kids. I grew up with me and my brother and sister, you know, three of us. I'm like, I want three kids. You know one kid calls? That motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know how anybody do it with kids, man. That's that's a whole monster right there. You know? Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about, like, pampers or nothing. I'm talking about, like, food. Just feeding this nigga. <laughs> man. He eats everything, you know. And now, Boys are worse than and, girls. And now he wears, like, he's, my son's 16, like, 6'2". I ain't gonna say that, though, because... <laughs> Mine eat like little birds. Okay, so it's it's crazy like the the increments that they fucking eat though. Cause my <laughs> child, my daughter, she can eat, <laughs> but my son, he can eat. But the, so my kids are about to be three and thirteen. Mm-hmm. So they're in the age where they're both growing right now. So it's like ever like they she's been eating up the fucking house. Now he's getting older. He he's starting to eat up the house, and she eating up the house with. It's like the ratio on what, huh? Who's three? My son. My son. And my daughter is, uh, well, they're about to be three and 13. Okay. And my daughter's about to be 13. So it's like, she eats like a bird, but she can eat as well. It just depends on what now, she's eating. Is it eating. like junk? Because that's what mine do. I mean, she has she has her binges where she like eats junk food, but mm-hmm. she has his, her binges where she only like wants certain food too. Yeah. And then like cook it and she'll like, she'll eat. Like yeah. she can eat that's if she mine. wants to. But I feel like we're getting off a subject for real. Um, do you think that all the growth that we've made as Black Americans is worth the um, It's worth everything that we've gone through? Or worth, yeah, worth the changes in the Black family and Black marriages? Um, I would say yes. Um... Ask the question again. I think I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> Can you ask the question again? Do you think all of the good stuff that we've had, I don't need it, um, like all of the education and the um, respect and the civil rights and everything are worth the changes? In Hell the yeah, it's worth it. Because if stuff was still like it was back then, then blacks wouldn't have been moving up at all. We still would have been back in that, that time frame, that mindset. That blacks can't really do anything. So you feel like we would have stayed stagnant? Yeah. We don't, we don't groove. 
is a we don't grew as a um, race. We you have think grown. it's worth the change in the black family though? Because if you would go back fifty years when we saw a man, a woman, and their children living in a house together. I mean, there's still people that have long marriages and still are together, have been together for years, but But would you say that that's the norm for black it's not America? it's not the norm. It's a lot of divorce. Divorce rate is high. I feel like it is. As opposed to now, back then, or like... Compared to then and now, yeah. I feel like the divorce rate is up. I think it's just easier to track numbers. I think shit was fucked up back in those days, too. Mm-hmm. But people were more willing to work it out back then? Yeah, I think because they, they didn't know so many easy choices out there. They didn't have no rocks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they ain't had no rocks to throw and shit. Them and yeah. these damn rocks <laughs> The dogs. Not enough rocks to throw, okay, and not enough dogs in the bed. But no, it's like it's it's so it's easy. It's easier to uh to go on dates and to to, to find someone now. Back in the days, you know, you have to. It wasn't in your town. Yeah, yeah, you know, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't so easy to uh, you know just boards and who's across the street. You know, trying to find the prettiest girl at your school. Yeah, yeah, you know, stuff like that. You know. So now, now mm-hmm. just everything's, everything's popping. You know, mm-hmm. sex is popping, twerking popping, all these challenges. Everything is sex, 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 sex. <laughs> you know, That's on true. TV, sex, sex, sex. You know, gay sex. Everything, like everything, everybody popping. Everything popping. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Tinder grinder. Oh. What's the hell? Grinder. Grinder's the gay one, isn't it? Everything, oh. everything popping. Everything oh. just. Um, I really don't have too much else to say. Um, which person from history has inspired you the most? What is something interesting that you have discovered about them from black history of that? Hmm. Nat Turner. Okay. <laughs> You're violent. <laughs> he led that rebellion. Yeah, he rebellion changed people's minds. It, it, you know, the crazy thing is he re- it was like four days. And then they... Do you they, also like Malcolm over Martin? I do like Malcolm. Um, I like Malcolm, you know, because, you know, he's more of a, like, fuck that eye for eye shit. But um, we, 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 we damn sure need a vote. We damn sure need a vote. Because if we'd all just turned up violent, we'd have got a wash. We, 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 we was outnumbered and outgunned, you know. Mm-hmm. So we, we, it definitely, it definitely was a time for Martin and not Malcolm. So we blessed to have Martin as much as Malcolm. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pull up someone. Okay, I always said that I was gonna highlight black people that are not well known in black history as others. So I'm gonna do Claudette Colvin. So before Rosa Parks, she refused to give her, her give up her seat on the bus in Montgomery, Alabama in nineteen fifty-five. She was a fifteen year old who chose not to sit at the back of the bus. Her name, like I said, was Claudette Colvin. Her constitutional rights to remain seated near the middle of the vehicle, Colvin challenged the the driver and was subsequently arrested. She was the first woman to be be detained for her resistance. Excuse me, (laughs) y'all. However, her story isn't nearly as well known as Park. So that goes to show you that there were a lot of other women and black people in general that were out there fighting for our rights well before the people that we know more of. 
I mean, I feel, feel like, I mean, that's always going to be history. Some Somebody's always going to be, uh, I ain't going to say forgotten, but looked over or yep. not so popular in their movement mm-hmm. rather than the next person's movement. Um, publicity at the times in both eras. Uh, Just like in 50 years, they'll talk about Beyonce, but they won't talk about Kelly Rowland. Who? Ooh. <laughs> don't you do that. <laughs> Kelly Rowland's mom. Uh, he's no point is, with that, though. Not Beyonce. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess you're a Beyonce fan. Phenomenal. No, but it was just more so like trying to like the relation of Rosa Parks and the in the 15 year old. Like, um, do you want me to answer the question? Oh, um, <laughs> so. I feel like this counts as history because she's no longer with us. It's not blessing the world with her words anymore. But my Angelou has done a lot to inspire me. Um, she just, her life was just phenomenal and her writings have always touched me. So I'm gonna give it to Maya for inspiring me. All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and wrap this all up. Do you have, do you all have any closing thoughts for our listeners? No. No, no closing thoughts this week. Man, so. fuck you, be you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all know I always got something reckless to say. You know, she keeps it real. I will. Whatever whatever you choose to do, just do it. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 smart. Um, be smart about your actions and your movement. <laughs> um, make sure that you're putting yourself first and your happiness. Um Make sure that you re- you're uh, acknowledging your uh, mental health and your toxic behaviors, and making sure that you're working on your best self rather than your less self. Right. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow our YouTube, Facebook, and Insta- Instagram accounts at Melon and Rhapsody Podcast. This is Natasha. This is Jay. This is Carissa. I'm Karen. We're signing out, and we'll see you next time. Yes. Bye. Bye. Big time. I feel like this counts as history because she's no longer with us. It's not blessing the world with her words anymore. But my Angelou has done a lot to inspire me. Um, she just, her life was just phenomenal, and her writings have always touched me. So I'm gonna give it to Maya for inspiring me. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, we are going to go ahead and wrap this all up. Do you have, do you all have any closing thoughts for our listeners? Whatever whatever you choose to do, just do it. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 smart. Um, be smart about your actions and your movement. <laughs> um, make sure that you're putting yourself first and your happiness. Um, make sure that you re- you're uh, acknowledging your uh, mental health and your toxic behaviors and making sure that you're working on your best self rather than your less self right so make sure you subscribe like and follow our youtube facebook and instagram accounts at melon and rhapsody podcast this is Natasha. this is jay this is carissa i'm karen we're signing out and we'll see you next time yes Bye. bye
country, king of my homeland King of the filthy, king of the fallen, we living again King of the shooters, looters, boosters, and ghettos popping King of the past, present, future, my ancestors watching King of the culture, king of the soldiers, king of the bloodshed King of the wisdom, king of the ocean, king of the respect King of the optimistic and dreamers, they go and get it King of the winners, district, and geniuses with conviction King of the fighters, king of the fathers, king of the belated King of the answer, king of the problem, king of the forsaken King of the empathy and resentment, king of remorse King of my enemies, man, they fought the feet, I rejoice King of the skyscrapers, dodging haters, pro religion Nine faces, go against the my race, the win precision I embrace a weak collision, kings to the king Vision, black panther, king, get you all hell the king I dropped a million tears. I know several responsibilities put me here. I don't pedal backwards, but I live old-fashioned. The lens that I'm looking through won't prescribe me the right glasses. Masses are now free. Ashes I'm dumping now about to spread all across seas. Sisters and brothers and unison, not because of me. Because we don't glue with the opposition. We glue 